0: Ah, the lovely taste of tap water. Ah, uh, you disgust me. Isn't that New York tap water good for you?
1: No, it's actually, I think, contaminated right now. It's con- that's
0: because you're in New York. True. I can't imagine it's too terribly healthy for you.
1: I have a filter, but I left it in my friend's room. I don't feel like going to get it. <laughs> you Wait, you have a filter? Yeah, it's, it's a... uh it, well it's not like a Brita filter i think it's called pure yeah, I'm or just, something
0: i'm just imagining you carry the filter that you attach to just the <laughs> tap and you carry that with you wherever you go everywhere have you taken the um the harry potter quiz to see what house you're in
1: yes slytherin
0: you're a slytherin you do seem like a slytherin now did you have you did you self sort or did you take one of those quizzes that puts you in the house
1: uh i figured that would be it but i also took a couple online tests and they all pretty much gave me the same answer
0: i both self-sorted and quizzed into hufflepuff (laughs) (laughs) you're so mean i love hufflepuff (laughs) hufflepuff is
1: oh dude oh sorry
0: hufflepuff is awesome what are you talking about
1: too funny that was too funny don't you're mean (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know i hadn't seen the movies until like um two and a half months ago my um my ex made me watch them and i watched all seven of them within like a two-week period mm-hmm. and i have to i have to say i don't think it was what i don't think it was until the fifth movie that i liked the second actor they had played dumbledore i didn't like him until the fifth movie i really wow. kind of like the, the quiet soft-spoken Of uh, the first actor. The second Dumbledore, and I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this. The second Dumbledore, both the actor and while I'm reading the books, the only thing I can picture is Gandalf. That's it. That's all I can do. This is why I cannot read the book, because I cannot give Dumbledore his proper credit as a unique thing. Like, as I was reading the first books, I could not picture him as anything. He's just, he's Gandalf. And Another right. thing I'm going to get crap for is that the order I read the books in was the seventh book, <coughs> the fifth book, the first book, then the second book. Bruh. That's the order I read the books in. You didn't even... Wow. Yeah. That's... And I have not completed them since. I hate you. I am going to get so much hate. I'm already looking at the live chat from uh, our from our loyal listener, Special Builder. I think, I think I had like 95% of the people who come are like Special Builder and... I'd have to say the other one is Hero. Heroes always here, too.
1: Because Dumbledore needs to be flamboyant. Right on,
0: but like I said, I didn't, I didn't get attached to Dumbledore because the first book I read, he was already, spoiler alert, dead. <laughs> um, wow. Can you do a spoiler alert on how old is the series now? The last book in the main series was released on July 21st, 2007. Harry Potter Ooh, years ago. is over ten years old. See, I think I think this is why I didn't get into it. It was a little before my time. That was back. That was just before I would have started reading the longer series in high school. I had sort of stuck to the the shorter books that weren't seven books into series. You had like I was into trilogies around that time.
1: Yeah, it would have been like eight, seven, or so at the time. I would have been
0: nine ten years ago.
1: Yeah, ten years ago I would have been nine, but. At the time of writing, it I would have been like eight, and it wouldn't have been something that I would be, you know, waiting for the next book to come out or whatever. Kind of like how Game of mm-hmm. Thrones is right now. And the, the first
0: book was released 1997. So before I was even born. So this is, I think it's safe enough to say that the books were before my time where I would have been big into reading. Um, and I don't like reading books when all the books are not out. This I will I I do it and every time I, I frustrate myself with it, I will go to the library and I'll look at the new arrivals section. But what about hashtag spoilers? What do you mean? Hashtag I am not on sites that generally spoil books. Like, I have read it, but I'm not dis- I'm not subscribed to book related Reddits. But like, yeah, I don't and I'm a pretty isolated person. I don't talk to a lot of people about books. And some recent some recent books that series that I've completed is the Parasitology series by Mira Grant. Um, I'm not always sure how to describe this book without giving away some major points that happen by the end of the first book. But the, the premise of the book is is that it's roughly in the near future, so we're talking like 2026 kind of deals. And humanity has artificially created parasites that live in you. And they aid in digestion, they secrete anti seizure medications, they prevent brain diseases, and they basically kind of just live in you and you get pretty healthy. You no know, one gets really, like, super sick. But basically, the implants start, for reasons that you don't find out until later, they start migrating through your body up to your brain and killing most people, but some people get what they call the sleepwalker disease, which is they're basically zombies. The proper zombies. Undead zombies are not scientifically sound in any way. Whatsoever. So, what are? Have you read any good books lately?
1: The host, eh, it was not really that good of a book. Eh, it was it was a decent book. You probably don't know of it though. Uh, have you read the new Rick Riordan series? Uh, the what is it? The Dark Prophecy.
0: Is that the um, is that the Greek mythology book? No, I mean sorry. Is that the uh, Norse mythology series?
1: No, but that is a good series.
0: Ah, um... uh, that's Magnus Chase. Sorry, I haven't read it yet.
1: That's good. Either
0: of, I have either of them.
1: Um, But the dark prophecy is Apollo, you know, the god. He was cast down after the last book of the second series to that. It was after that series. He gets cast down as a, a mortal, not even demigod, mortal. He has no power.
0: It sounds interesting. I have to look it up. But um, I picked up three books at the library today um one of them is called unwound it's a trilogy and i've only read the first book and you know i'm a serious reader because i will go back and reread books just so i'm caught up for the sequels um this book takes place in a future society where there has been a war about pro-choice versus pro-life when it comes to abortion and eventually a decision came to pass that was supposed to satisfy both parties and that's up until the age of 13, human life is sacred and you can't touch it from the moment of conception. But after, between the ages 13 and 18, you can be retroactively aborted on the condition that none of you technically dies. So they put you under and they strip you and all your organs, everything, every little piece of you goes to somebody who needs it. So you don't technically die. This process is called unwinding. And years and years in the future, it's a it's socially acceptable practice. Wow. It's what you do with troublesome kids or if you need to reduce popularity. It's, they're not technically dying. And i I, I just starting rereading the book. Um, but something that interests me is a, um, a mechanic in the universe where, the for example, the limb that someone might get because they lost their arm in an accident, that hand will have the muscle memory of the person that came before. So if you were a piano player, suddenly your arm, with a little bit of practice, could play piano very well. It's muscle memory.
1: Oh, uh, so the muscle memory is stored in the muscle, not in the brain? Exactly. Got
0: because it. I don't know the particulars about it, but I'm your the nerves in your arms are involved in muscle memory too. Like I said, it's not like you just plug in an arm and suddenly you can play the piano at a master level, but it probably comes to you more natural. And the same thing is is people who get little bits of the brain can end up with the personalities, just a little bit of the person who they were before. They'll get memories or feelings or just uh, just a little part of them, which I find extremely fascinating. But uh, we can discuss more about this when I've read the entire trilogy. The second book I picked up, um, I do not remember the title and I don't feel like going up and getting it, is A Girl Who Lives Every Day in Her Life Twice. Tw- every 24 what? hours. The first time, every time... The first time she lives it as a girl in a very privileged family, a lot of social status, high upbringing, her parents are basically rich. And she falls asleep and she wakes up and she lives the exact same day except she is a very poor girl in a family who is struggling. And she eventually meets a boy and she has to make a decision about which life she wants to keep because it becomes possible for her to choose one of those lives. Like I said, I haven't even opened the book yet. I don't know why she has this circumstance. That just was in the summary flap, so I took it. And then the third one I picked up is actually called Past World. Um, And it relates very strongly to a TV show I've been recommended called West World. Basically, it takes place in 1860s Victorian era, except psych, not really. It's actually the year, like, 2100. And people go to Past World to be immersed in this highly detailed, highly inactive theme park. The catch is, is all the inhabitants of this theme park actually think they're living in Victorian era. And so I really do enjoy reading. I could sit here and talk about various books I've read all day. We should actually have a proper topic about this another day, but until then, we need to move on. Something I've been thinking of recently because I just hashed my driver's test, yay me, is... What we, in 50 years are teenagers still going to learn how to drive? Like self-driving technology is really taking off lately. It's not quite mainstream and there are still a lot of questions to ask, but once it is, once it's a big enough deal, it's safe enough, it's standard enough, why would you want to learn how to drive? I mean, it was extremely stressful. I kind of like driving, but it would be so much easier to just get to my car and tell it to take me somewhere because I am completely 100% in favor. If I had to choose between no self-driving technology and a human being never controlling a vehicle again in their life for the rest of human history, I would choose self-driving cars. They are fundamentally safer. They are fundamentally quicker. They save money. They save lives. What is your opinion on this?
1: I think self-driving cars will is going to be a big thing in the future, and it, it'll probably end up being that people drive. The only reason people would drive is to do it recreationally because it wouldn't be needed in today's society. You know how we have like parking lots and whatnot? You wouldn't need parking lots in a self-driving society well, you wouldn't need parking lots in front of buildings. All the buildings would be able to be closer like in a city and you could have individual parking lots kind of like, what do you call it? Like those, the the things that you drive inside and you go up the ramp and it it's just a huge building of, of cars. What are those things called?
0: Oh, it's a car elevator.
1: Not an elevator, but it's like a huge park. It's like a bunch of parking lots on top of each other. A parking garage? Yeah, I guess like a parking garage. Uh you could have those but have them be like out of the city, not near uh where all the stores and whatnot would be located in your self driving car, you know, it would
0: And it comes and gets you. It's this anonymous piece of technology that comes and gets you.
1: Right. And then after dropping you off, they'll be able to go park in the parking garages. And the thing is, the parking sp- it, you'll be able to fill up more cars in parking spots because the parking spots are wide because you have to be able to get in and out of the car. In this mm-hmm. case, it'll come pick you up, drop you off wherever you want to go, and then go park in the garage. They'll be able to park within, you know, inches of each other because... Uh, but
0: forget parking. Forget parking. That car will go and pick someone else up. I'm imagining n- not not realistically, like I'm not saying that this is not only technically possible but systematically possible it doesn't break any rules of physics or laws and it's like if one person had total benevolent dictatorship, which is not a thing that exists topic for another time, total benevolent dictatorship, this is a system that could actually work in which cars are not really owned by the average person if you want to go somewhere you pull out your phone, you tap a button and a random car that are just, they kind of live on the highway driving around like a blood vessel. And you just call one out and it comes to you and it takes you wherever. Or better yet, people who are elderly or disabled go on their phone they order groceries. Random car will pop out at a grocery store somewhere with the order and the confirmation code. Pick up the groceries and bring it to this this person with limited access. It's like the cars kind of float around and live and basically circulate on highways until they are needed. Hmm. Like that, I don't. I don't think this is a practical direction. Like, I wouldn't put a high probability of in a th- in a hundred years this is what it is. But you know, Uber is talking about. They're kind of hushed about it, because they're getting into self driving cars. But they're hushed about it because the moment they get self driving calls, are their employees kind of made redundant? Once it goes nationwide, they don't need their drivers anymore. It's safer and cheaper to get self driving cars once the technology is established. But like, I, I, if you have to pick one no self-driving cars, like no self-driving technology, or only self-driving technology, which would you choose?
1: If I had to pick between no self-driving or only self-driving?
0: A human never physically controls a vehicle ever again. Obviously, this is very extreme, and even if self-driving picks up, there are going to be specialty fields that require humans. But in the extreme, which would you pick?
1: I think I would pick only self-driving because it'll uh, prevent a lot of motor accidents from occurring or automobile accidents from occurring it'll reduce the death rate by a tremendous amount people will be able to get from one spot to another faster safer the only problem is what happens when you need to go on a dirt road off in the middle of nowhere it's not necessarily recorded or would it be in its map or whatever here's
0: where we need to talk about the um four i think there are four there are four degrees of automo- of autonomy level 0 is nothing there is absolutely no technology aiding anything between the we- the the steering wheel and the tires this is what cars originally started at human had everything level 1 are your basic things S- super simple power steering power brakes the technology is aiding you in your in your navigation, but it doesn't do anything. It has no choice. That's that's level two. Level three is the car has access to major functions of the car. These are the things like auto lane centering, backup brakes that the car can stop itself if something runs behind it, um, auto parallel parking. The like the car has control of major functions of itself, but the human can take over and do these things.
1: So would like a rear view ca- camera, or or yeah, like a rear view camera, would that be considered level one then?
0: No, not at, only if the rear view camera can automatically apply the brakes if something runs behind it. That would be level three. Um, Level two, level two is the technology can help, but it has no choice. It only does it if the human says to do it. That's
1: Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying level zero was basic and level no, one. Okay, no, got level, it. I
0: may have misspoken. But there's four levels. There's no level zero. Okay, we're not a programmer. And then level four is the car has access to can basically drive itself completely in theory without a human. It can steer, it can navigate, it can look at cars beside, in front and
1: behind it. Google self driving cars. What keep about itself
0: and keep itself from crashing, basically? This that's full level four autonomy and there are cars that the that a person, if you have the money, can buy. Could- They're on the road right now.
1: Now, could there be a level five, I'm just throwing this out there, that would be where the cars are linked up in some way where they're able to communicate with each other. It's not just the car is itself, you know, navigating based on what other cars are doing, you know, having to watch the cars near it, whatever. like what about if like the cars were able to communicate and tell each other what they were doing?
0: Well, hang on. Before we get sidetracked, let will answer your original question of the dirt road thing. There are self-driving technologies where you might aid the dirt road, like it'll prevent you from flying off the road, or it'll basically keep itself on the road until you have to turn and has to make a choice. But it's not perfect. And like I said, dirt roads nowadays, you have not a lot of direction sometimes. I mean, it's the limitation of the map. But as you're saying, you have two options here, and they're not exclusive. They probably both need to happen in... Tandem is networked communications and near-field communications. Let's address the big problem first, is networked communications. Is these cars driving, operating, and steering protocols come from the cloud? That is extremely, extremely dangerous. Not unnecessary. You need to have redundancies in place so the car can't be tampered with. But, and I believe this... The network, the cloud, the internet should not control the car. The car should control itself. No auto-updating protocols over the, over the cloud. No sending decisions to the cloud. Everything should be contained within the car. So it cannot be hacked. Hang on, obviously it still has to be connecting to maps and stuff. But the big problem is like telling a car that this road goes straight. When in reality... The road turns left, and you're 10 feet in the air. <laughs> now, now this this is dangerous if, if the car can't look at the environment, if it's just blindly following him up. But if the car has near-field communications, it can be programmed to like, hey, there's a wall coming up. I need to stop or turn. It can orient itself in relation to cars that are already moving to the left. And there are, these are redundancies that have to be thought about, but there are ways to do it. There are ways to make sure your car is not blindly following something that, in theory, can be manipulated to not match reality. The car needs to be able to see reality.
1: When you're using Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever it is, and you're driving across the Golden Gate Bridge and it says, make a left turn.
0: <laughs> it's like your car, the car thinks, oh yeah, I can totally make a left here. But this is why it needs to have... There are things that need to be isolated within the car. And this is why this technology has to be extremely well done, well polished. Because I do not think that those protocols should be able to be updated outside of the factory. Because you get into being able to mass falsify information on entire models of car over the cloud. Or manually tamper with the cars. I think this is something that needs to be hard-coded trekked, triple-checked, and quadruple-checked before it even leaves the factory. And only in extremely rare circumstances should anything other than additions be made to this map. And this is why I think the self-driving should be fundamentally different from navigation. The navigation needs to be government-mandated. It needs to have checks and balances. But the self-driving protocols, the things that prevent this car from flinging itself off the road, should be done and dusted before it even is in the hands of a common citizen and should not change. Because once you have the rules down about what should you do in this circumstance and this circumstance, those things don't change. I mean, as much as cars have changed in the past 50 years, driving has it. There, are, You turn left, you turn right, there are intersections, there are stoplights. There are all these things. Now, as far as navigation goes, this is where I think anti-monopoly rules are going to have a big impact. Is If you have more than one navigation network, That, say, the car either chooses one or it pulls from three or four navigation networks and compiles them into a data so it can get an average. You have less points of weaknesses. If every car on the network had the same navigation program, that is an extremely big point of failure. You have a single compromise point, and that's that network. You need to have redundancies. You need to have options.
1: Now, all this raises a question. If a vehicle, you know, a self-driving car... You know, all these safeguards or whatnot are put in place, but it still is very possible. And because it is possible, I'll give it a thought. What if the car makes a left on the Manhattan Bridge or something? What if it decides to do something that it shouldn't do and ends up getting people hurt or killed or something of that nature? Now, program that it's running is it the maintainer of skynet i'm gonna call it skynet uh is is it uh the manufacturer of the car itself who, who is at fault who, who who's to blame okay
0: there are a couple points i need to make here and i'm not sure what order i should make it in first of all we have a slight tangent to the trolley problem and my argument is this That even in rare circumstances where the program either malfunctions or is manually overridden somehow, you are still saving more lives than that malfunction has taken. Hundreds of thousands, but then you run into a trolley problem. Are these five people that died any better or any worse than the hundreds of thousands of people that could have died? Arbitrary numbers. And the second thing is legality. Legal barriers are the number one other than people not just simply able to agree with themselves, legality is the number one barrier to technology, and that's a that's a good thing. You prevent, you know, American nineteen forties in psychological hospitals, human human experimentation. The legality protects people, but it still gets in the way. That's why self driving cars are kind of like limited to certain states and roads right now. Is who is responsible for these things? And have you heard of a game called Moral Machine?
1: I don't think
0: so. Moral Machine is a little flash game available online where you're presented with circumstances where in the event of total brake failure, should the car prioritize its passengers or pedestrians? And you're given your circumstances where you can either go, assuming you can't brake, you can either go straight and kill three people or swerve out of the way and kill two people. And then it gives you substance like the two people on the left. You have an upstanding citizen and a kid. And the people in front of you is an elderly person and two criminals. It gets into a question of morality. And I think that that is a dangerous thing to get up for two reasons. Is one is you get into valuing a human life. And that that really is a, a, a standard for how a society functions. It's the value it places on a human life. And the second thing is, is decision-making costs That's every decision that car has to make is one or five or a hundred extra lines of code that the computer has to evaluate every millisecond on the road. And the more that it has to calculate, the more you get false negative decision making. And what I mean by false negatives is if this computer has to make this decision that would only come up with, it would only run into the situation once every hundred thousand driving cycles. But because it's making that decision every time, you get a rate of error where it's thinking the situation has happened, but it hasn't happened. And so it acts accordingly. So why this situation of running into someone in the event of total brake failure is rare, since the computer is calculating it for it every single time, you get false errors just because of statistics. And that actually kills more people. I'm in favor of very simple things. Yes, there might be situations where the car could have made a different decision if it had given parameters, but those are simply so rare that they're not worth increasing false positives. Keep it simple. The car should stop the vehicle as quickly as possible without causing their passengers excessive G-force. All When, when in doubt, stop. And this is particularly helpful if the car can communicate to other cars, to every other car on the road, and they can connect and this is a question of the hypothetical situation, how many self-driving cars are on the road? Because one isn't as useful, is about as useful as taking a cell phone before the pre-internet age. Yeah, it can do things, but it, it loses a lot of functionality when you can't connect to other phones. It's the same thing with a car. Self-driving, the potential of self-driving technology loses functionality when the five cars around it aren't self-driving too. So the driving left thing, who is legally responsible? I'd have to say nobody. I don't think anybody, a malicious intent aside, somebody intentionally doing something, someone dying to the fault of mathematical statistics is just, it's sad, but it's a part of life. I don't, I honestly don't think on a legal level, anybody should be held responsible. Okay, that's fair enough. Um... So these are the questions we have to answer, and the law is simply not ready for this technology yet. Because there's not precedence for it. And then there's also not a lot of infrastructure. There's not entire government agencies dedicated to making sure the self-driving network is doing the right thing. Once this, once there's infrastructure in place, there's room for this technology to grow.
1: Okay, for the braking, uh, for the car to stop as quickly as possible without exerting too much G-force mm-hmm. will stop them from going forward. because. Even if it keeps it within a specific G force, their face could smash. Whatever. Oh, this is this is so
0: easy. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised cars. I'm surprised cars don't do this now. If there is somebody in the seat, the car will not move until their seatbelt is
1: done. That was. This the, is. That was the same conclusion I came to.
0: Oh my god. Okay. Okay. It it adds to the price of the car. I know. And there are alternatives. There are sometimes the radio will not turn on if the seatbelt's not buckled. The car will start dinging louder and more frequently until it's a solid tone until you buckle your seatbelt. But the simplest thing is, is the car will not, will not move an inch. It will not start until your seatbelt is done. This is so easy. Remove the decision entirely. There are entire sensors you can plug in the car. There are steering wheels that have heartbeat monitors in the steer wheel. Where drivers who have a heart attack and die at the wheel of the car will stop on a diet. There are cars that can detect how your steering and braking is going to determine if you're exhausted or angry or drunk and can take appropriate measures. The the, the technology and the program is there. It's just it's expensive and it's still in its infancy. God, just humans even just remove self-driving. Putting Procedures and tests in place between the driver and the road, without even letting the car take control, would save so many lives. Preventing truck drivers from starting the car, preventing people from driving sleepy, without even handing the wheel to the car itself. You could save so many lives, but it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And say, say this can't practically become a thing. In the event that you haven't buckled your seatbelt, and the car has to stop to save other people, or itself, or for whatever reason, you are held responsible. Just like now. Even if you have right away on the road, if what you're doing causes an accident, you're held responsible, regardless of whatever system was in place. And I think that should stay up. If you're gonna be- oh my
1: it should stand and what you're saying is true in the army actually if you if you die there's a death gratuity that goes to your beneficiaries that you have you know put on your SGLI and DD93 those those are just the names of the forms or whatever there's the payment that goes for the Ah, what's it called? It's, it's in your DD 93. It's when you die, you get paid, a cert, your uh, family gets paid a certain amount of money, depending on the insurance, I guess, that you spend. So you can spend, I think it's like 10 bucks a month and get like $100,000 coverage, or you could spend up to, I think it's like $30 a month and you get up uh, to like a $400,000. So if you were to die for whatever reason, the, that goes to them. Plus you get death gratuity, They also get the pay for the rest of your month, and there's a few other things like that as well. However, if you die in a car accident, whether on post, off post, whether you're in civilians, whether you're in a civilian vehicle or a military vehicle, this does not matter. If you are not wearing a seatbelt, no one gets paid anything. As it should be. As it should be. You are correct. We
0: should do everything to incentivize safe, responsible decisions. And I'm trying like it's a ticket rule. And human error, even forget stupid decisions, just the fact that your brain simply can't react as fast as a computer can. And this is one I'm like simple decisions. There should not be ten thousand scenarios this car has to consider there should be five things it has to consider. And that's, can I stop this car safely? It should not, oh, should I swerve left and hit these people? Should I hit the people in front of me? Or should I stop and potentially kill my... Too complex. Like I said, you're going to trip up statistical false positives. The simpler the decision, the narrower the margin of error for
1: computers.
0: Just because there are a lot of variables consider, The less variables, the better.
1: Right, because every... Second, every millisecond counts. Cause when when you take into account that some cars are driving sixty miles an hour, there are speed limits in Texas that say seventy-five. I I think I've even seen one that says eighty miles an hour speed limits on a specific highways that are long stretches with no no, no stops or anything like that. Um, the thing is, if you're going eighty miles an hour and then there's a car in front of you and they even tap their brakes. If you look away for a split second, or even if you're paying attention, it takes your brain, I think it's like 0.5 seconds to process the information. And that's not even considering, that. that's just you processing it. That's not you processing and reacting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even
0: something like that, just in a self-driving world, that car is automatically communicating to a certain radius to cars around it. Hey, I'm stopping suddenly for, for whatever reason and like i said we're the, in this situation the human still controls the car the self driving can just take over but in a world where like there's no steering wheel anymore you get into a pod that just takes you places and then there are the situations that you don't cons- like people don't think about when i hear the phrase self driving car things that you don't need anymore you don't need intersections. Like, obviously the roads still have to cross over, but you don't need traffic lights. Traffic lights are for dumb people and they're slow brakes. But every, if every compar has a computer in it and it knows where every other car is, it only needs to stop or slow down by a few fractions of a miles per hour or it can just slow automatically. You don't need stoplights anymore. The cars know where they are. And I highly recommend, by the way, two videos by the inspiration of this topic, CGP Gray. He did a car on automation or he did a car, he did a video on automation and he did a video on self-driving cars. And I recommend both of them. They will be in the show notes for the episode. And then there's, another thing is consider: is it saves high, it saves the government a lot of money because they don't have to pay wreckers as often. They don't have to pay to upkeep roads. You can put that money into making roads better and putting, funneling money into programs to better map roads. Infrastructure, yes. And then, Self-driving cars, as mentioned in the CGP Grey video, would prevent traffic jams.
1: I actually, I, I've, I've seen the video that you're referring to uh, with the self-driving cars uh, on CGP Grey because you know it takes time for a car to accelerate, and then the car behind and then the that- car behind it, and the, if
0: every car would just pull away from it the same rate, this is you would massively save time. So now look at this: you're saving time, money, human lives, materials there is i cannot think of a conceivable practical reason why you wouldn't be in favor of self-driving cars and something like well driving is a rite of passage it's it's something you got to do well guess what that's that's a thought imbued into you by culture and there's nothing wrong with that but that is not that's a learned thing it's a part of culture you'll find that a lot of people a lot of people is just like driving oh okay because it's, we're getting in smaller so like cities that you don't really need to own a car to do stuff on. In an alternate, in, in another world, public transportation would have taken off. And there's an Adam Ruins Everything episode all about it. But like I get, if you want to drive, okay. I mean, there are people who want to go shoot guns, but we don't live in a world where everyone needs a gun to protect themselves. Still recommend it, though. We It might be nice to go out and learn how to have a garden. Everyone doesn't need to have a farm that feeds their family this can still be a recreational thing but as because you putting yourself and your slow meat brain on the road endangering people statistically on average not just a specific person just because you want the thrill of driving no offense but that's kind of selfish there are places you can go do that there are people on the road who should not be on the road there are vehicles on the road that should not be on the road I love classic cars. If your car is older than 10 years, it should not be on the road. You know why? Because they do not have the modern safety features. They do not have the modern emission tests. There's already a law in Texas. If your car does not pass an emissions test, it cannot be registered to drive. That's just a Texas thing? I don't know if it's just a... But sentimentality, it's good. You can have it. There's a time and a place. But when your sentimentality is statistically killing people, not you as an individual, but you as a data point... Your sentimentality is is not worth it. It's like new cars, yes, they're more expensive. And like I said, that's because these these newer things are in their infancy. They get cheaper. Look at smartphones. They used to be so expensive, but now you can go spend thirty dollars for a smartphone. The smartphone in a perfect world would be what cars could be. You know that the deal you know you cannot buy a car directly from the manufacturer. You have to buy it from a dealership. And there are laws in the United States that prevent you from buying a new car online. There are laws that prevent you opening a new dealership in the territory of another dealership. The state and the car dealerships have a really hand-in-hand relationship. The states get a lot, a lot of money from car dealerships. So there's a lot of incentive to rack up prices on the car. There There are papers you can look at. Just the little logo that they put on these cars, the hood ornament, the name of the dealership, adds on average $1,500 to the price of the car.
1: There's a, um, uh, what's it called? A Adams Ruins Everything on Love that car show. Dealership. I will be referencing that a lot as I catch up with the new season. Yeah, there's one on the car dealerships. Um, I was going to say, I think it's Elon Musk was very upset because Tesla, the, the Tesla cars, can only be sold by the manufacturer. He wouldn't allow it for it to be sold by a dealership. That
0: is that is a good American principle. That is an, that middleman adds costs to the car without adding any benefits at all. That's the reason that it's the only reason it's better from a dealership is because of the, the constraints that people have put in place. And another thing you gotta consider from self-driving cars is since there are less accidents, less money funneling into hospitals and repairing roads. And less people dying, your insurance rates are going to go down because guess what? It doesn't matter if you're 15 or 25 or 50. Your car is going to operate the same. Your insurance is basically almost nothing. You don't
1: you don't need insurance. That's what I was about to say. You wouldn't need insurance.
0: Your insurance doesn't need to go up and down. You're nothing more than a data point. My car in my, my future, car is going to be on the road anyway and you're just calling it. It's like your insurance doesn't go up because you go out and you use a taxi or Uber and they get into an accident. Once you have self-driving cars where your skill is irrelevant, there's no need for things like insurance anymore at all. Maybe you insure the car itself because whatever reason, like there are particulars that can't be foreseen because we don't know how the technology is evolving. But it's once you start thinking beyond The square that is, oh, self-driving cars. You see a lot of things are affected in a really good way. Yes, there are going to be some bad things. Once cars are safer and they're in wrecks less often, you don't need to replace the cars often. Car industry might go down. There are going to be things that are going to be affected. But you are saving lives. And like very few things wouldn't be worth the cost of saving lives. Those jobs can be made up somewhere. Safely assume that There's always room somewhere. If the government would just allow it to happen, it would happen. Like I said, completely in favor of self-driving cars. I don't know if you've picked that up by now.
1: How long do you think it'll take for us to implement a... not necessarily complete self-driving cars on the road, like only self-driving cars, but for it to be the majority of the case?
0: the word implement to me when someone says implement i imagine a change relatively over a quick period of time but this isn't really an implementation it's it's a wave it's um it's a there's not like a clean line it's extremely fuzzy it's going to leak out and become a little bit more every day i don't really have i can't put a number on it i would i could comfortably say within my lifetime that If I had the money, I could just go out and buy a car that I never had to touch. It would just take me. I would safely say, comfortably say, within my lifetime. But as to a majority, I don't know. Self-driving cars might creep into one state or one country at a time. I know there are self-driving cars in California. Google's run a project on it. That's where Uber started. It's like, it's going to be in this area, and then this area, and then this area. And it's only going to be level three self-driving. The car will stay in its lane and take you to its place. But you still kind of have to control it. And you're still legally, from insurance purposes, you're still in charge of the car. You have to be prepared to take over. And then once that's everywhere, you might have little areas where cars are kind of just driving themselves. And then that'll be everywhere. It's gradual and it's in stages. But the point to where, I don't know, maybe when we stop calling them self-driving cars because they're everything, we just call them cars. Like nobody really calls... Them smartphones anymore because that's just they're just phones now. Within a couple generations, assuming humanity doesn't kill itself off and the technology wasn't outlawed for whatever reason, maybe a hundred years we stop calling them self-driving cars and just call them cars. I don't think
1: it'll take that long.
0: Like, like that's a like I'm not basing that on any data. I don't know any trends about how many cars are on the road. I'm sure there is a graph or a chart for it somewhere. It's too bad we don't have any math nerds <laughs> listening. They could probably find a statistic somewhere
1: the thing is when it comes to i'll I'll use the word again even though you don't really like it implementing new technologies like self-driving cars when i say implement i i don't necessarily have any type of time constraint on it it's something implementing can be something that is now or it could take years decades you know centuries for something to be implemented fully implemented i guess you could say but for it to become standardized, I guess it there's new technology and it's ever growing faster and faster and faster. It's exponentially increasing. the the rate at which it's increasing is increasing. But the, the thing problem is, is, is
0: Moore, Moore's Law is going to stop at some point. Well,
1: no, no, I, I, I I'm not. I, that's not what I'm talking about. i, I I'm, I'm saying that is a thing now. But even still, technology is increasing faster and faster and faster society takes time to mm-hmm. adjust
0: to it. Mm-hmm, to to accept it. Right. Okay, pause. Special. I'm talking to you. What is wrong with a computer taking? Yes, instincts say that, yes, there are going to be extremely outlying data, but guess what? The number of lives human instincts have saved versus the number of lives a computer program that can just... Most car accidents are human error. The person just didn't hit the brakes, or they looked away from the road, or they were angry, or they were drunk. These are not the 90-95% of decisions are simply inattentiveness. A computer never loses focus. There are going to be little, minute, outlying data where, yes, the human can see further than the computer can. Because, like I said, those things need to be kept simple. But you simply save more lives not even like a small percentage, way more lies if the computer can handle most of those decisions. And like I said, we, we argue that computers take the easy or the blank or a binary choice now, but we're very edging into quantum computers and AI. Topic for another time, but imagine your car is a pretty low-level AI that can make these quote-unquote instinct decisions like you can. And I'm a firm believer in free will and humans aren't just computers that run on meat instead of electricity there is there is something unique to being biological but we still make decisions and instinct as a thing is a topic for another day like can you truly sense what you need to do probably not maybe but most decision process is just that it's input analyze the environment output and computers simply are much better than that
1: I think you're kind of confusing instinct with more of a gut feeling. When, when Regardless of whether I believe gut feeling is an actual physical, physiological
0: thing, it doesn't save as many people as you think it does.
1: No, I know. So what I was saying, I, I was trying to clarify the definition, at least for my own sake. Uh, when I think of an instinct, I think of something that it's like... What you were saying with the cars, uh, that the the four possibilities are the only possibilities it'll consider. I think of um, four, there's two different things there is uh, the like a thought process, and then there's instinct. Instinct doesn't require a thought process, instinct is Something touches your shoulder and you don't see it, mm-hmm. so you flex, you jump. Mm-hmm. That 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 was your first response. You didn't you didn't take into consideration no, 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 no. what's okay, on okay. my arm.
0: Conversation for another time. Instinct versus that's that's not an instinct. That's a um that's a reflex. But so, I see what you're saying now. I hang on. I see what you're saying now. Um, where were we? The there's something uniquely, in my opinion, about being a person. When we think, when I think, AI, yeah, computers can make decisions, decision, but can a computer ever be creative in the sense humans, people are phenomenally creative, and this is why instinct, this is why instinct, gut feeling works. We simply people not even just think outside the box; they refuse to to even address that the box exists. <laughs> I'm not saying that there are certain cases where the human could have made the better decision. But you simply can't know that. You can't simply know when the computer would make the better decision. And you can't put an override feature because drunk or stupid or suicidal or criminal people can override the good decision that the computer is trying to make. You are in a physical universe defined by physical laws. There are only so many choices you as a person can make. What's to say that you can't have the computer have those same list of choices? No, a computer. Look at the black box on YouTube. YouTube's algorithm. Nobody knows how it works. A computer is not as binary as you think. Obviously, that's a bad thing. <laughs> Computers are completely capable of making their own decisions. Computers can alter their own parameters. Computers are completely capable of doing things that they weren't initially designed to do.
1: They and weren't designed are, to there be there artificial. Are a and... lot of
0: a lot of things to worry about. There is you is the control problem. Is a big big part of computer science and it hasn't been solved yet and it's actually kind of scary about should you let computers make actual decisions but I still argue that even if the computer can only make five to pick an, a number that means nothing, they can only make five decisions and people can make a hundred decisions but if those five decisions that computers can make cover 99.99% of all not possible solutions but like over a given year those five solutions will fix 99.99% of problems and we'll do it a thousand and it will do it a thousand times faster than you is
1: that 0.01% worth it so not all possible solutions but all probable yeah, solutions yeah
0: the, the computer may not be able to make more decisions but the decisions it does make will fix most problems pretty easily and much quicker than you can again there are situations and maybe even entire fields where you shouldn't self drive there may be specialty fields like i wouldn't argue that a computer should control a tank and maybe not even 18 wheelers but like i said no two problems are the same you'll be surprised how many people are just killed because the driver was drunk forget self-driving car if that car had just prevented the drunk driver from driving off boom life saved like i'm not i'm not saying it has to be all or nothing i'm saying more is better always better even even if drivers still control the vehicle. If there's still a steering wheel in the car, and you still have to have a license to use the car, giving more power to the computer to override stupid people doing stupid things, because there are a lot of, and they don't all cause accidents, but they do cause problems. And there, are, you already have self-driving technology in your car, Cars that have computer, computerized alignment. As long as you're occasionally touching the wheel, the car will keep itself straight. The car will automatically brake if something comes up. Behind or in front of it. Even if the car never takes control, 95% of the time, the computer can still react to human inattentiveness. I really don't know what else there is to say. Like I am, I am frustr, I am frustratingly passionate about this. About I, I, can't drill it into their heads, like into someone's tell. head, easy enough that humans are amazing creatures, wonderfully made and built. You still. Your brain still falls prey to illusions, even when you know what the illusion is. Your brain, as amazing as it is, has so many pitfalls that while you're, while in, while I believe consciousness, intelligence, what you might call a soul, is a consequence of biology, that's a good and a bad thing. It's Computers are cold, and they can't ever replicate thinking life the way we think life. They can still make basic math decisions faster than a person ever could not not comp, not calculations per second you how do you even put a number on that how many how do you put a number on the number of decisions a person does we are so off topic we're so but there's <laughs> <laughs> the issue like, I, I can understand i'm not saying tomorrow we should just boom even if we magically had a program that could do it i don't think we should all do it tomorrow this is it's a, it's a trust thing okay so what are your closing thoughts on this
1: i think self-driving cars a world of self-driving cars would be better like a pure uh, like a world of pure self-driving cars would be better than a world with no self-driving cars that that is my final opinion on it and we've pretty much already discussed all the topics regarding it
0: so we're in agreement. It's just like particulars, things we can't discuss because we don't know what the future is going to be like. This is, but it was fun. I had fun. Definitely. You know, we actually had this conversation once before. Yep. Um, I had it with Razor, and do you know what I? Do you know what I did? What? What I did is I sat down and I opened. I was still using OBS to record. I sat down and Open OBS and we started talking and we actually talked about a couple of other things. Um, we talked about should schools require language, uh, foreign language to be taught, like not allow it like as an option, but actually require it. Um, we talked about one other thing and then we got into self-driving cars. But you know what I did? What'd you do? I forgot to hit record. <laughs> wow. An entire episode lost to the void only heard by like the three people. They were there you know I made the big mistake but now I know always double check that